0: This is Pacific Waves from r Pacific. I'm Susana Suisuki. Coming up...
1: This is a very tricky situation because he is very likely to be transferred.
0: The West Papua Liberation Army are willing to release Kiwi pilots for the Britons, but there are concerns. Also...
2: I, I keep on saying to them, whatever we train for, is just have to discipline.
0: Some will host the OFC Women's Olympic Qualifier Tournament and later on we get the latest on the Pacific Mission. A statement released yesterday from the West Papua National Liberation Army, Major General Teranus Sato, says the group would release New Zealand hostage Philip Mertens through the jurisdiction of the Secretary-General of the United Nations. A Jakarta-based human rights researcher, Andreas Hasono, says Mr Mertens' release is dependent on an independent third party. Mr Hasono says the UN could be problematic because of its relationship with Indonesia. He tells Caleb Fotheringham the Liberation Army has agreed there's no benefit of keeping Mr. Mertens. They
1: finally agree that this is a loose and loose situation if they don't do that. The problem are who can secure a third party to proceed with the release. And I told you earlier this week that it should be the church because this is an organisation that understands the indigenous cultures in West Papua. And the second is when. I heard that the pilot had already been transferred from Egyanus-Kogoyas group to another group, which is much more sophisticated. This is what I learned, but again, I cannot verify this because the communication there is very difficult and not to say the internal frictions within the National Liberation Army of West Papua
3: Yes, I think that's one thing that I'm aware of as well, that there is fractions within the Liberation Army. When I saw this release, I questioned a little bit whether this was just one part of the Liberation Army saying they wanted to release him and the rest may actually want to keep him. Do you think this is a joint decision and everybody in the Liberation Army wants to release him?
1: I do not know for sure whether everyone every factions in the Liberation Army have agreed, but I can verify that most of them do agree. They finally agree, you know, after the fatal shooting of some militants, some guerrilla fighters, and also Indonesian soldiers, as well as the indigenous woman from Dukkha, who was executed in August last year who try to mediate between, again, you know, trying to release the pilot.
3: And what do you mean when you said that it is not clear the group that keeps him will be able to release him? What problems could happen when they release Philip Mertens?
1: In security terms, the area where they operate are more or less tightly screened. By Indonesian police and military, uh, tightly surrounded. Although again, tightly is is to lose a word for an area as as forested and as fast as Nuga, you know? meaning that it is difficult for them to penetrate the surrounding area. Thus, very probably, the pilot was transferred to another group.
3: Right because he was transferred to another group, that makes it difficult to release him?
1: It is easier. If he was already transferred, if he was already transferred to another group, it means that the second group has less emotional attachment to this hostage taking.
3: Do you think that he will be released soon?
1: I do not know. Maybe, yes. But it depends on, one is... An independent third party, probably with international connection. A church is is very likely. And second, the Liberation Army wants to make sure that he is safe and, and alive when they release him.
3: Right. What could happen to Philip Mertens in terms of his safety between now and him getting released? Because to me, it seems like the West Papua Liberation Army, who is his biggest threat to his safety because they've threatened to kill him, wants to get rid of him and wants to get rid of him alive. And then the Indonesian, Indonesia, they want him to come back alive and so does New Zealand. So where's the problem with his safety in that?
1: This is a very tricky situation because he is very likely to be transferred from the second group to the third party. The security situation in Papua is very murky. It is not a black and white situation. There are many, many factions within the Liberation Army, but there are also many factions within the Indonesian security.
3: In the press release, it sounded like they wanted to do the release through the UN potentially. Do you think that could be a possibility?
1: It it really depends on the Indonesian government side. Do they want to let the UN doing this kind of work in West Papua. You might know that the UN had been restricted to go to West Papua over the last, I don't know, maybe five years? The last one was a special rapporteur, but also the UN Resident Coordinator, Valerie Julian in Jakarta, has a hard time with the Indonesian government over another issue, over the new criminal code, because the Indonesian government was not happy with the UN expert criticizing the criminal code. The relationship between the UN and Indonesia, Ministry of Foreign Affairs at least, but also other parties of course, other ministries, uh, the military, the intelligence, are not that harmonious uh, for this time being.
0: New Zealand are overwhelming favourites to win the OFC Women's Olympic Qualifier Tournament that's currently underway in Apia, Samoa. In the FIFA World Rankings, there's daylight between the 19th place football thrones and the strongest Pacific team at the tournament, six-time regional champions Papua New Guinea, were ranked 50th. But, as Elias Tora reports, the Pacific Island teams at the events are not giving up without a fight.
2: Tonga, who were ranked 87th, managed to prevent a blowout against the football ferns, who beat them 3-0 on Wednesday. New Zealand scored three goals within the first 16 minutes of the match, but Tonga switched on its defences, denying the Kiwis any more goals for the remainder of the game. Tonga's Mataliki team head coach, Kilifi Uele praised his players' performance. I was saying to them, we plan not to lose. But at the end of the day, I was saying, I don't, I don't care about the result coming. But if you put the best of your effort, I was happy and I was salute to our, to our teams. I, I keep on saying to them, whatever we train for, it's just have to discipline. Otherwise, we give more calls to New Zealand. And at the end, they are disciplined. They get a few kicks, but they fight until the final whistle. Fiji, who lost in the final to New Zealand at the last Olympic qualifier in 2020, rocked American Samoa 10-0 in their opening match with Dema Nassau and Sophie Alawai, scoring a hat-trick each. Nassau, a key forward for the side, said they had prepared well for the tournament.
0: Thank you for the uh, players for giving their 101% for our first uh, game today and uh, we were preparing well for the last past uh, four weeks for this tournament and uh, to the girls for managing to win the first game.
2: Six-time reigning Pacific champions Papua New Guinea could not make the most of their opportunities in the first game against the Solomon Islands which ended in a one-all draw. Coach Erickson Komang says they will have to be on top of their game against Fiji on Saturday.
1: Fiji is another, another Pacific Island country uh, with the standard of playing football. Uh, uh, they, they will come out against us after the, uh, after the Pacific game, uh, gold medal playoffs. Uh, they will come out. Um, the good thing is uh, we have a few days left training and then we look forward for, against Fiji and hopefully we can uh, put, the, put some things together uh, in our training session.
2: Solomon Allen's coach, Batram Suri, says fatigue got to his players towards the end of the
4: match. We should have won that game, but anyway, uh, against, him, against the PNG, if you won't score the goal, they come back and like they equalize the, the goal. And they nearly score in the, towards the end of the game. Uh, And uh, I think the girls did very well, especially the plan works very well in the first half. And then it slip again when the tightness comes.
2: Meanwhile, host Samoa won their opening game upsetting high-ranked Vanuatu 1-0 in front of their home fans. The second round of pool matches will be held on Saturday.
0: New Zealand's Foreign Affairs Minister Waowasa Manaya Winston Peters and Health Pacific People's Minister Dr Shane Reti are just wrapping up their tour in the Cook Islands as part of the 2024 Pacific mission. Mr Peters is consistently driving the message that the Pacific is part of New Zealand's best interests while Dr Reti has met with health officials in Tonga and the Cook Islands. Joining me to provide an update is our reporter Alicia Foon who's travelling alongside the two leaders. Kia ora, Alicia, what has Balvassa, Manaya, Winston Peters and Dr Shen Ritzi done so far in this Pacific mission?
4: So it's been a whirlwind so far, Sana. They have spent a day in Tonga where they had bilateral meetings uh, with the Deputy uh, Prime Minister and uh, Tonga at the moment is facing a lot of political and financial turmoil. Uh, ta- Tonga is currently in debt to China and... Um, at the tune of $197 million for a loan it took out to rebuild the capital, Nuku'alofa, after it was destroyed in the 2006 riots. And this year's upcoming payments mean Tonga will have one of the highest debt levels in the world, and it will pay more to China than it will for its own health system. And so Winston Peters referred to the debt that was incurred by some policies that were maybe wise and maybe not so wise. So he kind of... Um, And his own words said, yeah, you know, there were some decisions that Donga has made that they will need to get themselves out of. And I know that uh, a lot of the discussions that were had were around funding. Uh, Donga has asked for a new courthouse as well. Uh, There was also the opening of a pharmaceutical building, which uh, essentially will uh, hold a lot of the medicines and uh, uh, life-saving kind of disaster, uh, medicinal and um, pharmaca- pharmaceutical medicines, particularly with climate change in mind and uh, obviously the natural disaster that happened two years ago as well. Today in uh, Cook Island's Raratonga, there was a groundbreaking ceremony for the uh, Nui markets and New Zealand has helped to fund this over the years, uh, around $8 million and uh, After that, there was a bilateral meeting with the Cook Islands Prime Minister. Uh, Basically, within that meeting, there was a lot of discussion around how New Zealand can further support its cousin, the Cook Islands, and uh, there was also a showing of a deep-sea mining film. So Mark Brown really pushing the deep-sea mining agenda there. And I asked Winston Peters how he responded to the film, and uh, he said that it was important that the Cook Islands have an opportunity to uh really explore this without criticism um he said that he he didn't take any particular stance, but it was important that people be open-minded. So it sounds like he is open-minded and that the New Zealand government could be swayed and could possibly support the Cook Islands, but he didn't confirm about any funding in regards to deep-sea mining with the Cooks. And later today, there'll be a Waitangi reception, and Dr Shane Rissi as well has uh, just done a tour of the Viraratongin Hospital, where he uh, really came alive and uh, kind of jotted down his main 10 concerns which also ironically included smoking which um, has been an interesting stance that the government has taken but this is his first time he's openly said that he's concerned with smoking and uh, it really showed that he cared he said he wanted to listen to the people of Rarotonga and there's a real shortage of health workers and nurses here as well so there are calls for um, more support in that area too.
0: And what's the reception been like from the communities in Donga and the Cook Islands towards the New Zealand leaders?
4: Yeah, so it's been really welcome, actually. Uh, The Pacific leaders have have all said that Winston Peters is extremely respected. He's someone that has been in both governments now and has taken on the role of, I guess, mātoa or Albito And he's someone that, um, I guess, is recognisable as well. So within the market, we'll see a lot of um, still... uh, storeholders kind of stop and look and um smile and ask questions and then on the streets as well of Donga um there was a lot of uh, questions and concerns around what was happening politically seeing that the king has stripped um, the Prime Minister Huwakawa Meliko of his title as Minister of Defence. So there was a lot of questions around, you know, what New Zealand would do, and it was kind of this relationship of a a bigger, stronger brother helping to support, um, you know, vulnerable small nations. But I guess this was was coming from the Pacific leaders saying, look, we need New Zealand, we respect um, and want to work with you guys. And it, it meant a lot that there were two senior cabinet ministers kind of prioritising this trip and this Pacific mission um, that happened essentially on Waitangi Day.
0: Now you're not done yet with the Pacific mission, so what can we expect in the last leg of the trip in Samoa?
4: Yeah, that's right. So we are leaving the Cook Islands tonight and we'll be arriving in Samoa. We will we'll spend about a day and a half. So we will be meeting with uh, the Samoan Prime Minister Fiame Naomi Mataafa. There'll be some bilateral talks. And Winston says he's really looking forward to um, meeting with her and discussing, um, I guess, what Samoa needs, what Samoa wants. He's in this position of kind of being open to listen and to hear. So, uh, of course, there'll be things on the agenda, and I'm sure they'll be talking about defence and security matters as well. Uh, but overall, he is open to hear. And then after that, we'll be doing a tour of the Samoa University. There'll also be another Waitangi celebration or ceremony, and, uh, and then back on the plane to Aotearoa on Saturday.
0: That's Pacific Waves for today. To listen back, head over to RNDI.com slash programs. We're also on Spotify, Apple and iHeartRadio Podcasts. From myself and the RNZ Pacific team till Fastly Four.